The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk, whenever the hell we feel like it, right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me today for discussion topics, Mr. Brian J. Finch. Brian, what's going on, dude? How are you? Dude, I got some awesome clips I want to dive into. Do you? Oh, it's it's the Bronx show. Yeah. We scrapped that show. We did. We did. We don't have time for that show anymore. We don't. We don't. You know how nice it was, though? I mean, I I did enjoy film study. I never forget it because the books and all the knowledge that we learned, I'll never, like, look at the game the same again. Um, It was really nice (laughs) not having to do anything until, like, 8 o'clock when I recorded Colts fans in Bill's Land. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I would say I feel the same, except uh, my household is sick. So yeah. I was taking care of sick kids. So hey. it wasn't like I had a night off where I could just kick my feet up. But it's all right, though. I mean, eventually there's going to be a Monday off, you know, when you eventually start your uh, your bills pod, right? Did, did I spoil something? Hear, hear it here first. You heard network. it here first. Yeah. Hey, you'll be on a network with only one bills podcast instead of a network devoted uh with it just filled with 23 bills podcast so you'll stand out is am i the only one now i forgot to even check yeah that that fuck boy's gone so uh he ain't coming back i don't like him he's a piece of shit um yeah so yeah it's all you it is all, it'll all be you i mean some people hone in on the bills but it, they're not like bill specific podcasts so you will be uh the de facto guy so congratulations you did it hey, thanks you did it um, hot start today. Hot start. All right, Leah. Uh, as usual, we go through our our you know our, we had our five discussion topics uh, that we'd like to do uh, discuss. Brian, since uh, Josh is not here today, let's start off with you, my man. Uh, let's start off with our week three takeaways. Ooh, okay. Um, I never thought that I would get to a point in my own fandom where I would have to talk to my fellow Bills fans through the interwebs and and try and talk them off a ledge. Like, <laughs> stop being mad at the sun. <laughs> All right? And stop thinking that, like, we're cursed and, like, people are out to get us. It's like, it was a close game. Miami's pretty good. Um, what else do you want? I mean, it, you're not gonna you're not gonna have a cakewalk. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Like I, somebody said it today on sport uh, this week in sports. Like, just Bills fans, just hold this L. It is okay. You know what I mean? Y'all have owned Miami the last what seven encounters? I mm-hmm. think it's been. Mm-hmm. It is okay. All right, it's something to learn from. You're. Not every team's going to be perfect. Uh, yeah, dude, it's 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 kind of it's been really crazy. I mean, listen, there were plenty of opportunities for the Bills to make something happen, no doubt about it. But this isn't the end of the world, uh, you know. For for anybody, the Dolphins prove that they can hang, and the Bills, I think, show that you know when healthy, they're one. Of, they're still one of the best teams in the NFL. It was a matchup of two two great teams, and they're going to meet again in Orchard Park this year. So. With like complete opposite weather, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. And then what? A, you gotta be. You gotta take. You know. You gotta know when to give and take. Or Bills fans gonna shit on Dolphins fans if they complain about it being too cold. Um, I mean, they should. I mean, we should. We all should. We, all, <laughs> we should all always complain about extremes of anything. 
extremes in politics, extremes in weather, ex- anything extreme one way or another is normally not positive. Yes. Um, yeah, because, you know, everything's got to be fair, right? Uh, just just Bill's fans hold the cell. It's okay. Oh, right. it, it, it's week three. Calm down. And you lost by two points. <laughs> right. Have you watched the Raiders? They've yeah. lost three weeks by less than five points each week. Right. Yeah. I just, this is why I don't do the whole shit talk thing. Because I think fan bases hype themselves up so much. And uh, I think they overhype themselves up to the point of anything that looks slightly off, they melt down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, me, you know, not shitting on just the Bills here, but the Bills have been notorious for doing this. Uh, it is okay. It is okay. All right. A lot of things that'll be cleaned up. I mean, is it a good look that the team ran 90 plays and only scored 19 points? No, it's not. Um, is it a good look that the team had two thirds of the time of possession and, you know, that transpired? No, it is not. But these are all things like a lot of people just look at losses as just as like heartbreaking end of the world things where maybe someone like me or maybe you, I would dare say you um, look at losses as opportunities to grow as lessons, you know, um, okay, this is what we got to do better. All right. Bills fans. Hey, all right. We can't settle for field goals. We got to get a little, little bit more creative. All right. We got to get a little bit more creative with how we attack in the red zone. And we got to figure out how to uh, stop the damn clock and kick a field goal when the, you know, what I mean? it's just stuff like that. These are lessons. And uh, I know it's easy to be a, a couch fan, but sometimes, you know, f- fans got to realize that these pro guys are pretty smart and that they take these, these issues and they turn chicken salad and turn ch- chicken shit into chicken salad. Yes. There that's the, that's the thing. I did it. So. I don't, yeah. I don't know that expression well enough to try it myself, so kudos to you. <laughs> a little tongue-tied there. Yeah. Uh, specifically when it comes to watching football now, for me, um, and I'm, I'm hoping there's some other people that listen to this show that feel the same way. I was able to change the way I watch games, specifically for my home games, uh, watching my bills, that the the fandom is in the moment, always but i got this critical eye and critical mind and it it annoys my wife who's definitely more on the fandom rah rah which is still good you still need those people in your community uh but i I enjoy watching with a critical eye and walking away not seeing things the same way that it seems like the rest of the fans are specifically one play and this will be the last time i talk about my pills unless you make me um Christian Wilkins uh, hauled ass down the field to catch up on a play, a pass at Dawson Knox, where Knox catches the ball, starts to turn himself, and goes to be working upfield while also getting tackled by, like, two other dudes. Wilkins gets down there and is able to tackle uh, Knox rather violently. Like he is a big man hauling ass as fast as he can with full power into another very large man. And it people are like, it's a blindside hit. There's no such thing. He's a he's a he's a ball carrier. He he is doing what football is. Football is ball in one man's hand and eleven guys trying to tackle him. Are you new to this? Like all of a sudden we're mad now that football's too much like football. Like, sh- like, sit down, sit out of the Twitter. You yeah. can't handle this. It Your fandom has blinded you to hating your own sport. I, I really was arguing with people like he he, he targeted his head. I mean, he got his head across to his chest. It was impressive. Actually, I, I, I walked away from watching that play and go, damn, I don't know how Wilkins running that hard and that fast and, and, and going to make a violent hit didn't wildly do it you know what i mean it was a controlled awesome tackle that my dude got wrecked on and i that's facts it's just fandom for me is not the same and i will stop getting mad eventually at people when they are all rah rah 
No, yeah. I dude, I get no. it. it. It's but yeah, people just throw out like makeup rules and shit. I'm like, oh, it's not supposed to be this way. Just to stop. Your bias is showing. Um, as uh, hold on, Andrew. Andrew wanted me to say something oh, yeah. uh, to people who complain. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. Sure. So, um. So yes, yeah, stop complaining. Hold the L. Yeah. Everybody, if your team lost, hold the L. Uh, all right, some takeaways from around the league from week three. I don't have very many. It's not a whole lot of surprising stuff, uh, really, aside from stuff we're going to talk about today. But I did want to point out that the Raiders, uh, not a good look. I will say that. It's uh, to start off 0-3 with this team and it, it coming off of the year that they had. Uh, embarrassing. Embarrassing, and hey, Devontae Adams went and got paid. I don't know what he's feeling right now. I'm sure he's like, yeah, whatever, with my boy. But uh, man, mm-hmm. what a difference! Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick going to be in trouble without Mac Jones if that ankle injury is is as bad as we think it is. I haven't heard any updates. I'm literally ghosted off Twitter and Facebook, so I, I, I nothing. I deleted the apps off my phone. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, is there an update as far as Mac Jones' condition? Oh, it's bad. Is it bad? It's bad. It's a it's a high ankle sprain. It's 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 one of those like eight week ones. Oh no shit! So, yeah. what Brian Hoyer? I guess so. Oh, uh, God. People are talking about bringing Cam back, which oh, is Jesus hilarious. Christ! <laughs> I, once again, uh, fandom needs to end and like appreciate cam newton for how awesome he was when he was oh i love what he was absolutely yeah. he he even admits he even like i seen him sit down and interview with him he admits that he he's not what he used to be but it, he can't function as a quarterback that's no. my problem with it it's it's literally down to that he he can't make consistent throws that should be made i'm they're not challenging throws and he his arm is a shot. He he got beat up, man. It's all right. It's all right. That's the path he chose. I'm sure he's mostly all right with it. Just wishes they could have won that one Super Bowl. That oh, I'm sure. One of the, that would have been one hell of a, you know, storybook, you know, year there. So. Oh, anyway. yeah. You beat Peyton on the way out? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pax and Bucks was as ugly as I thought it would be. I do got to yeah. acknowledge that. That I was. was uh, about having to watch that game. Yeah. That was terrible. Dude, you got to use that meth strip. The, the the streaming site. I'm lazy. I'm lazy. Ah, I watch Red Zone. Like I watched the Colts game. I turned it off for about a quarter. I, I actually was... left the Fire Stick at the at the studio. Anyway, did you? I think I did. I brought you it might up. Have actually. Yeah, for the have. draft. I think I did. I but think you did. Okay. It's, all, it's for the best. It's fine. All right. Uh, so that's kind of our week three takeaway. It's really simplistic, but I think over. I think overall, uh, chaotic. I think chaos is the best way to do it. Um, people get knocked out left and right in survivor pools. Yep. Uh, I, I just had somebody tell me today, fuck the Colts because um, the Colts won and they picked the Colts to lose. So, uh, I, I, I feel that energy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, remember uh, when I asked you to be in a survivor pool and I started it up like mm, probably like at like 12 o'clock on week one when you have to have them all started by one o'clock, right? Yeah. And then uh, I picked a one o'clock game. I think I think I picked uh, Washington to lose, and they won. Oh, and yeah. uh, it literally was a a three three hours. I went from hey, who wants to be in a, a survivor pool? That'll be fun. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> it was it was a that's sad. what football does to it. That's why I hate talking about it sometimes because everything I say, the opposite happens the next week. Yeah. Um, like a lot of like again, like a lot of our discussion topics. So, uh, let's keep I this thing. To, oh. I wanted to ask you though, but sure. last thing, and then we'll get in the topic. Sure. Of the year one hires, um, the, you know, this round of coaching new hires, is there anyone besides Mike McDaniel's that you see actually having success? Like the, I think me and you when we talked about these coaches, you know, because that's the stuff that we did in the off season. When we talked about them getting hired, I think we questioned every single one except for the Mike McDaniels one. Yeah, I'm not going to say we questioned every single one of it. I know the Denver one has been disappointing. Vikings, I don't think a whole lot has really changed there. That's fair. That's I, it's, fair. It feels the same, but maybe some improvement. 
Because um, they, they got your guy from the Colts. Who? Who did the the Minnesota Vikings took player? the Ram the Rams offensive coordinator? Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, what the hell is it? I can't remember his name. Um, that's how forgettable he is. It's not Hackett. Where's the Colts DC coaching? The Colts DC coach is uh, Gus Bradley right now. Oh no, he's coaching at Chicago. I'm sorry, Eberflus. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's been okay. I think they're two and one right now. It's not bad. Um, I mean, does Doug Peterson count as a new hire? I mean, technically, it's his first year with well, the Jags. He he is doing well, but we also, I think, probably said in the time, like, yeah, yeah you mean first time head coaches? I was um, thinking, I was thinking that, or even the retreads, like, because we weren't a fan of the Lovey Smith hire. We weren't a fan of moving on from the interim coach with the Raiders in favor of Josh McDaniels. No. And I do think when Hackett was brought up, I was like one of the ones that went, I don't know if he's ready. <laughs> and you probably said, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it, it has been an interesting result so far. It's tricky. It is tricky. I can't think who else is a new head coaches this year. Lovey Smith for Houston. That's the new coach. There. Oh, Dable, Dable. I like what Dable's Dable's got. Well. I, yeah. I, I like what Dable's doing down there. Two and one. The Giants have won two games that uh I mean I thought they were gonna be three and oh after this weekend, but hey yeah, I was keep, for keep driving Jones. those Giants tickets down, man. Keep dri- <laughs> driving those Giants price <laughs> ticket prices down. I am all the way here for it. Good on um, you for waiting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, hey, it's the part of it is it's my dad and uncle's Christmas gift from my mom and aunt. So uh, I just, just keep pumping it down and helping me out. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so probably, I mean, Dable, uh, if we're including, uh, what's his name? Uh, Peterson now in Jacksonville, I'm yeah. loving it. We're actually about to talk about them in a little bit. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been okay. It's been okay. Mixed results. Uh, definitely not the best wave of new coaching hires so far, but again, it's only week three. Um, only a partial way there. All right, moving on. Discussion topic number two today. Last week, ahead of uh, ahead of week three, Gerald Jones on a Dallas radio show. I know he does a bit there typically. Mentioned a potential quarterback competition between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. How dare? How seriously do we take this conversation? <laughs> I mean, all right. You just made it a point to keep Dak Prescott a part of your team two years ago, right? Two off seasons ago, we got paid that year after he got his ankle snapped. Um, I, I think Jerry Jones just likes to say stuff to say stuff sometimes. But there's also a part of me that's very intrigued by this whole situation because uh, Cooper Rush has Dallas at two and one right now. Yep. Went way out playing, I think, the way that this team, you know, what he was expected of him. Cooper Rush has kind of floated around a little bit, right? Like he, I heard he was on the Giants for a little bit at one point. Was he? Uh, as far as I know, he has been either the two or the three in Dallas since he entered the league, but I'll, I'll, I'll go confirm. So, like, like Jerry, what are you doing, my man? Like, how do you think Dak feels like, like he's getting the Romo treatment? Like, uh, Dak is still not that bad of a quarterback. He, he better act like he needs to play better when he gets the job back. If he gets the job back from what Jerry Jones is saying. <laughs> I think Cooper Rush is 3-0 as a starter. Uh, That might be true. He Did he start a game last year? I believe he did. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he did when uh I got Wikipedia. Oh, he he's been with, he, so he was on Dallas between 2017 and 19, the Giants right. in 2020, right. and then he rejoined Dallas in 2020. Yeah. So he must have went there during the off season, signed, didn't get the capped and then went back to the Giants. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. He uh yeah he started the game last year. One and zero, so yeah. He's not bad. I mean, he's not bad. I don't think there's a quarterback competition there. I think it's a little lo- uh, it's it's lunacy. It's a talking point, but um, but I do want to see more out of Dak Prescott. 
when he comes back. I small sample size. That first game was not good with what Dallas has. I know it's been kind of depleted, but Dallas should have had their way with Tampa Bay Uh, with Dak in there. It was not a good show. Um, Now I'm not saying that, you know, again, it's like, it's, do you go with a hot hand, right? It, or do you do you go back? Like, it, like it's more, it's legit a thing right now. I shouldn't be saying this. I shouldn't be having this conversation with you. But is it? I mean, is there a potential that, like, yo, know, Cooper Rush is winning games? Okay, let's go. I mean, they didn't run back to Tony Romo when yeah. Tony got healed. They kept Dak Prescott. He was the hot hand. He yeah. played a lot, a majority of the season. But I mean, let's say. Let's say that Cooper Rush comes out of this thing and he has not lost the game. Do you run right back to Dak Prescott? And if Dak Prescott fails when he comes back, are people, I mean, are Dallas fans calling for Cooper Rush? I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Some of them, sure. Well, I mean, there's no, listen, if Dak can't play next week and he, and Cooper Rush gets to play and he plays well and they win. And then they turn to Dak when he's healthy in week five. And immediately it seems like the offense is off. What else is a fan supposed to think? Now, hopefully that fan goes out and I'm not advocating you drop a whole bunch of money to this company because they (laughs) suck, but you can go get your NFL plus watch the all 22. And you tell me is Cooper rush reading the field properly. Is Dak Prescott reading the field properly? Does the offense seem to move more cohesively together when Cooper's in the game? Meaning he's making the correct line calls. He's communicating with his wide receivers, audibling at the line. There's so much that goes into playing quarterback that I don't want Dak Prescott to be judged on one bad however minutes of football this year. No, I I, I concur. I, I agree. I so, certainly agree with that. I would but, hope he's done enough over his career to say that he's doing those things that I would ask Cooper Rush, you know, fans to go and make sure that he's doing. Um, you're not going to know, but you can get a vibe. I mean, we get a vibe from the broadcast film. So if you go and watch the L22, I, I bet you'll see Cooper's big, missing throws, you know, like not re- seeing receivers open, things like that. It happens to all of them. Yeah, it uh, it's it's not your money though, as a fan, right? So who cares? Yeah, yes and no, sort of buying tickets. Oh, no, oh you mean like specifically like, paying the player? Yeah, yeah like Dak makes bubble but guarantee money, and yet we're gonna roll with Cooper Rush. What a waste of money! I mean, Bills fans had we had Rob Johnson, you know, traded a first round pick or whatever for, and Flutie was a better quarterback. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's true. But I mean, look, I mean, Cleveland's interesting right now, too, because like Jacoby Brissett, eh, he's not playing too bad. I think that's more credit to the the team in large. Yeah. I mean, they should legit be three and oh right now. Who would have picked that? We sure shit did it. So that's just me. That's just me. I don't know. It was goofy. It was a goofy thing that I heard Jerry Jones say, but um, but. I mean, results, results are result. I mean, I, I, I think in 27, you know, 2016 would have happened. I, I still would have pegged Tony Romo to be the guy mm. over Dak Prescott. I don't think we're in that situation. I don't think we're in that territory yet because Dak has been, uh, I don't know. Has he been most, mostly healthy? He's had his struggles. There's been, there's only been, been a couple bad years, like one, one bad year and a couple bad stretches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'm not sure. I don't know what to make. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna delve too deep in it. But I thought it was something worthy of uh of if bringing. The question it up. was phrased: Do I think Jerry Jones is being serious? I don't think he was. Um, but that's not to say that he doesn't know that Dak will hear things. Right. I say this now. It's gonna get back to Dak without me saying anything to Dak. Oh, I'm sure he heard it. Remember yeah. how I mean, remember how much shit talking he was doing to Zeke Elliott, and then he eventually paid him. Yeah, Ugh. and he's not the best player. In, oh my god, the the number one quarterback, running back, and maybe even wide receiver are not the best players on their teams. No, 
No. They get that position. No, it's people are making arguments for Noah Brown, <laughs> which is dumb because obviously CD Lamb's better. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Noah Brown. Shit is wild. All right, we're moving through right along, my man. Discussion topic number three. We'll have you kick this one off. Russell Wilson is running Denver. Uh, has found him on the waiver wires of many fantasy football leagues. Ryan's trying uh, to trade him in our uh, dynasty league. I think oh, that's hilarious. Everybody's dropping him. Everybody's dropping him. Um, you know, it, it's it's come down to that. It's been like, I mean, the offense has been shit. Like, it's been really bad. Um, you know, they're 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 not scoring very highly, right? I think their most scoring that they had was that week one game against Seattle. And since then it has not gelled. I think they've, they just scored like weird point amounts. Very strange. Where do you see this relationship going? Um, Because as of right now, again, three weeks into the season, still new time to gel. There's, there's, there's a whole gelling period where the team has to get acclimated. The quarterback has to figure things out. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, not worth it. <laughs> this is not game changing football uh, for me. You know, I'll let you start and then I'll make my point. They went from Drew Locke to Russell Wilson. Eh, Teddy B. Got to put Teddy B. Get Teddy B. Some love. Uh, I've watched Teddy B. Enough. I don't need to. <laughs> I know that Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Teddy B. I don't know right now. <laughs> Historically, historically, (laughs) Russell Wilson has been a good quarterback. I remember watching him completing passes in Seattle that should have been completed. It's not happening right now. Uh, Their line is constantly giving up pressure within moments of snap. Um, Their wide receivers, I believe, are still solid. Their running backs are more than solid. So where is it? Where Where is this problem lying the most in this offense? I'll acknowledge that it seems like Russell Wilson has lost some arm strength that he really relied on before. So he's going to have to learn how to play a little different. Right. He, Which is not great because he's never been, in my opinion, an elite processor. Uh, post-snap reading different defenses and finding receivers mostly due to his height. It's just a matter of fact that when that ball is snapped and players start moving, you standing under your six foot five linemen are at a huge disadvantage. And I could totally see how as time has gone on, his release is not as quick as it used to be. He's in a new offense now and just not feeling it. So he's hesitant. So maybe if he starts trusting himself, trusting where guys are supposed to be, that his read is correct and delivering the ball more blindly, he'll go back to being closer to Russ. He'll never be what he was those first four years. No. I mean, he, he really, they caught like some of the most magical uh, energy out of him and his play style, those first four to five years that you're not going to replicate, but I do know that the dude cares. He is a corny dude. Like, Oh yeah. We've talked about that. How cheese ball my man is, but I don't think it's a fake cheese ball. I think he's genuine and all of the things that he does. Yeah. It's over the top. It's a little too much for me, but I don't think his heart's in the wrong place. And I don't think he's trying to put on an act. So as long as the players buy in and Hackett gets his head out as stupid ass, which may not happen because I like I said I don't I don't think he's ready for this. So yeah, Russ is let's say sixty percent of the problem, but man, that other forty really better clean up their act. <laughs> yeah. That old line's got to figure it out a little bit. It's bad. Yeah, he got sacked four times, and this is I mean I, I I'm looking over the stats from this last game. Right, he got sacked four times against San Francisco, who's a pretty good defense, but. Um. Right, the, the the line was supposed to be better. Yeah, Denver. Um, I don't know. It's they like they gave up a lot. They gave up a lot to get him. They paid him a lot 
right? He's he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks again in the NFL. I think they got him like a four year deal, three four year deal, something like that. Um, I'm just not seeing that spark. I don't know like no, what's not there. You're right, huh? It's not there. You're no. right. Yeah. I mean, this offense looks like just less innovative than it was last. Innovative. Um, that's a terrible term, but it just doesn't seem as hopeful as last year's. Like it's it's. I mean, this is bad. Russ went twenty of thirty three for one hundred eighty four yards, no touchdowns, no ints. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like you can't do that. No, it's bad. It's bad. I, I was trying to find his stats. For this year, all right, let's look at some of these other ones. All right, Seahawks game was pretty good, right? 29 of 42, 340 yards, one touchdown. Last week against Houston, 14 of 31, 219 yards, one touchdown, one INT. He's also taken, I shouldn't and, and you know say, nine sacks so far this year, yeah. um, which is astounding. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, I was a little fishy. I wanted Denver to be good. I shit. I wanted Russell Wilson, Indianapolis. I'm really glad that we didn't pull that one off so far. So far. I'm really glad that we didn't pull that one off because it, I mean, it's just, it's, it's fast. It, like it, it's, it looks, it's a bad look right with the way. I mean, I know they're what two and one right now, but these it's a squeak. It's a skin of their teeth. Two and one. All wins a win. But it hasn't been the impressive win that I think that Denver fans were hoping for so far. And I know a couple of our listeners who have listened to the show have, you know, pointed out that they're Denver fans and they're like, oh, you know, you were kind of right that Russ isn't like Russ anymore, you know, which is reassuring for me to hear that. But it's, it's kind of true. Like it's been a while. I mean, really, Russ's overall body of work is. Not that like, I'm not gonna say it's not that impressive because I'm just a guy on a couch talking football, but um, a little overrated. Depending on who you talk to, yeah, yes, yes. I mean, is he a, listen to this? All right, so is he a Super Bowl champion if the if the the defense wasn't the way that it was? Probably not, but I also remember him extending plays and making big time throws and. I don't know. It, it's hard for me to separate what I saw was as a, a special quarterback. Those first, honestly, those first four or five years. Yeah. Like, damn, they got that dude in the third round. That's I know. A- I know. It's a, uh, it's a wild thing. It's a wild thing, but like overall, like, I mean, they haven't really won. Seahawks didn't really win the NFC West. I think 2016 might've been their last year that they won it. 16 maybe 17 it's been a struggle and i know there's a lot of other stuff right we, we there's a lot of factors that come into it pete carroll etc but and that's that's all old news but i just I, I again i find myself looking at russ and i'm just being like dude what is this like this team yeah. like denver traded how much for this guy how much of their future for this guy i know you're really bad at drafting but you drafted you traded how much mm-hmm. You sign this guy for how much? It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's right now. It just does not make sense. Long term, I don't know. I mean, what if this year is bad? Like, what if this year finishes bad? Is Rust the scapegoat? Is it Hackett is the scapegoat? Do are we finding a situation where Denver's looking again for a quarterback? I mean, if this year, I mean, if if they don't make a playoff. You know, if they don't hit make the playoffs this year, I think I would say that this trade so far would be a failure. Absolutely, I think me and you were pretty fair on them. I may have had them at like eight and nine, maybe seven and ten. Is that where like you fell the range, or did you have them in the playoffs? I think I had them. I might have had them in as a wild card. Like I think they were definitely didn't win the division. I think I had the Chargers win the division. I Casey out. Um. I think I had Denver make the playoffs. Yeah, somebody on the show said that uh, Kansas City would go like six and eleven. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> hey, if they keep putting out uh, more performances like they did against the Colts, then hey, still, there's still don't time. Find a new kicker. <laughs> they might. It might work. Yeah, I think they fire that dude. 
<laughs> I think I think they I heard I was listening to any radio and I, I heard that they might have canned him. So um so yeah, so I mean the the future of Russ is is uncertain. It's uh right now. Obviously it's gonna continue, they're gonna try and get what they can out of it, but there's gonna come a point where fans are gonna turn at him. All right, football fans are rough, all right. Russell Wilson's uh, not the idea, you know, as far as talent goes, he can be, but his personality, when it gets ugly, it gets ugly. And uh, the fans may or may not turn on him at some point. All right. Next up, discussion topic number four, Jacksonville. Uh, back-to-back wins this past week. They won a decisive 38-10 to victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, just a week after blanking my Colts, twenty-four to nothing. Where do the uh, the Jags rank in our eyes, and uh, what's the potential for Jacksonville in two thousand and twenty-two? Well, got, no, go ahead. No, I gotta say, I'm more than impressed. I I thought that things would trend upwards, but I didn't think they would look this good. Right. I mean, I thought that this team, I think on both sides of the ball is very, very effective. Very, very effective. Their defense is actually really, really good, I think. And their offense has come a long way, too. To dismantle the Chargers, I don't care how banged up Justin Herbert is. That team on paper, an AFC favorite, right? I think they were like second of the Bills in a lot of preseason rankings. Mm-hmm. I think that they were. For Jacksonville to go out there and beat them up that bad against that defense with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, and I think J.C. Jackson came back, all this stuff, and just to get embarrassed like that, I'm scared of what Jacksonville can be. I'm a little intimidated right now. I think watching them beat the Chargers the way that they did made me feel a little bit better about the Jacksonville game, but not a whole, uh, the Colts and Jacksonville game, mm-hmm. but not a whole heck of a lot. And what I mean by that is, by not a whole not a whole heck of a lot. That this team, in a, in a, after a year of absolute disaster, seems to have flipped a switch. Plenty of time for them to burn out, right? To, for things to not be as good. But this is a really good start, and these, this team is beating some teams, staying competitive with some teams that, um, you know, maybe last year's team had no business being with. I think the Jags right now should be the favorites in the AFC South. I should. I, I, I believe that they should. Um, Trevor Lawrence's game is cleaned up. I think this is a big miscue. On, I mean, it's a bad, like what Philadelphia did, right? Cutting Doug Peterson. I think it just looks bad because, I mean, look what Peterson's doing. This culture, it's doing. He's coming right in. He's changing things. They made splash moves, and it's paying off, right? That's going to that's gonna further push free uh offseason free agency signings this uh, what the jags did this year right it's going to be even more archaic you know art like not archaic but chaotic and people are going to take chances and signing guys because it's paying off right now in jacksonville mm-hmm. it's working really well i was talking about this on yesterday uh, a show yesterday or two days ago um oh, it was the cult show uh the culture that i was doing with 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 my buddy brandon you know christian kirk uh, looking great again. The pay not an issue. I just got to give a lot of kudos to Zay Jones, who's looked really good. I'm frequently hearing his name pop up, big time catches, extending drives. He's earning his keep. Evan Ingram is looking really, really good. All right, I hated Evan Ingram. Hated him. Had him in fantasy twice, back to back years. He's a projected top five tight end. Didn't do a didn't do a damn thing for me with the Giants. I think he's had touchdowns in back to back games, at least one. All right, Evan Ingram, get involved, doing good. Uh, the running game, James Robinson, right? The last regime pretty much gave up on, on the, the last quick regime, gave up on James Robinson. They went and drafted Travis Etienne. Robinson's out here killing it right now, absolutely cr- killing it. This Jags team is really, really good in all three phases, and that's a dangerous team. Um, as of right now, again, I can't say it enough. Still too early. Only week three. But right now, to me, Jacksonville is uh, is a team that is. Con- I think it should be concerning to everybody. The way that they play defense, the way that they can move the ball on offense, I think everybody should be concerned. That's interesting you said it like that. <clears throat> because a local sports person, 
for our local sports radio here in Western New York. Yeah, had a tweet that kind of like referenced that, which is Bills fans should keep an eye on these injuries and how the Bills address what's going on with their own team and the other eye on the Jaguars. This guy always says nonsense stuff, and I'm not going to say his name because it's not worth it because he always says nonsense stuff. But that one I was like, okay, I get what you're saying. The Jaguars had all the pieces kind of there if you were to coach them up. Not to say that I was predicting it, nor were you predicting it, right? You're like, we were pretty locked stop in. They're not going to be bad. They'll probably take a step forward. Maybe I picked them to be 9 and 8, maybe 8 and 9, maybe 7 and 10, somewhere around there. I thought things would be better, but not, not, uh, not like a vast record improvement. Right. Which already they're on track to. Uh, right. So of uh, after saying that, you know what I mean? Like that I think they have receivers, uh, quarterback, running back. They have a ridiculous D-line and linebacker core. Cornerbacks and secondary are still so-so. They're fine. Average. Um, so they can still hang with most teams doing that. And it's scary with a guy with Trevor Lawrence because you don't, know what his ceiling is yet it's still such a ridiculous projection that god help some of you that don't have quarterbacks right now if trevor lawrence decides to join this afc juggernaut of quarterbacks of the mahomes allen herbert tua jackson uh, yeah like oh yeah goddamn lamar jackson is burrow mvp of the league joe burrow and then this guy throws his hat in the ring. Plus our boy Davis Mills. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the yeah. potential's there. This had to be molded. And we, me and you, big fans, Doug Peterson, that can't be denied. Go back and listen to any episode you want where we talk about the Jaguars and or Philly of old, and we would have been, what's up with them hating Peterson and Philly? Yeah. No, I mean, I yeah, you could. I, I agree with that. You could listen back. If you want to cycle through 880-something episodes, um, <laughs> you know, hey, we don't hate the clicks, but I did. I mean, Doug Peterson was my favorite coach in the NFL because of what he was doing with a little, like a, a minimally talented, like a minimally na- big-name roster, right? He was winning. He won a Super Bowl on one of the, 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 the most perfectly balanced teams of all time. No star, not a whole lot of stars. Right, no, st- not a whole lot of stars. Yeah. Went with a backup quarterback as underdogs. Went out there and beat up on the Patriots. Best Super Bowl ever. Oh, it was fa- it was my favorite too. It was my favorite as well. Um, you know, Peterson's that good. The dude's been around good quarterbacks. He was a backup for Brett Favre for Christ's sake. He was, a, I think, he he might have been a backup for like Randall Cunningham back in the day. Um, I think he might have. This is all like. I mean, this is this is good stuff. He's he's been around. He knows what he's doing, um, and he's got Trevor Lawrence on track with a much optimistic future than Urban Meyer ever had. So I think this whole thing was a uh, right guy, right place, right time. But it's panning out for the Jaguars, and I'm happy to see it. Listen, I I, I sat through this off season hearing Jim Irsay say things, uh, the Colts owner, Jim Irsay, saying things like, oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the worst organization or worst team in the NFL. No offense. And then he goes and steamrolls your team, 24 nothing. Um, good. I love revenge tours. I love when these bad te- these historically bad teams go out and, and, and uh, part of my language, I've already sworn this episode, but fuck shit up. Yeah. I'm re- like, there's a part of me that's like, go get it Jacksonville like go get it like just you've been the butt end of Joe you know jokes you've picked in the 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 top part of the the draft for many years go get it like your fans deserve it go get it this team is really really good um and they there's a legit potential that they can run away with the AFC South and host a playoff game this year yeah um looking ahead this week they're taking on the Eagles that's like a big matchup. Awesome That's test. a big yeah. test. Yeah. If they so, win that game, you know, that they're AFC should be put on notice. If they yeah. win that game, AFC should be put on notice. Yeah. Um, they take on your, your Colts in another t- three weeks from yeah. today. It's quick. Yeah. I don't know. 
I'm looking at this schedule, man, and there's a soft, fleshy part of the schedule that I think they can totally tear through. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they got what? It's a fourth place team schedule, um, which is great. I mean, it helps great for turnarounds, right? Cincinnati made the most of it last year. Um, and that's not to degrade them anyway. You got to beat who's in front of you. But I mean, yeah, they, they play the AFC West. They've already beaten one of the best, you know, the Chargers. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of potential. Who do they play? They probably play the Jets, right? From the a- the East AFC East. Uh, they do play them. Yes. Okay. That isn't until b- 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 two days before Christmas. Okay. I don't know. There's a lot of potential for Jacksonville. They got to keep it up. You know, even if they lose to Philly, they got to keep up the momentum. A lot of these teams, they take these losses and they go down hard. And some of these teams, they take the hype too much. They, they they listen to the hype too much. But from what I've seen through three weeks, I think Jacksonville has to be taken as seriously as any team mm-hmm. in the AFC or the NFL period right now. Uh, it's You can't deny it. You know what I mean? I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump the gun, but I think I think their win over Jacksonville or, or the Chargers put people on notice. Uh I think a win over Philadelphia makes them pretty much undeniable for the rest of the year. So yep. all right. And our final discussion topic. Have you kicked this one off, Brian? The Dolphins and Eagles sit atop of the AFC and NFC. They are the last two undefeated teams, three and apiece. Which one do you think lasts longer? Which of these teams are more for real than the other one? Mm. I probably can't answer this without sign- sounding homerish. Um, I just think that the AFC East with the Bills already being that team that already played in an AFC championship game and lost two years ago, playing in a divisional round epic game last year and lost and then starting out those first two weeks and a ridiculously tough week against this opponent in the third week it's hard for me to say that they're ready to win it all in the AFC East I I, I strongly believe in you have to earn the right to win the division and you, like you figure it out over the course of seasons normally yeah if they do it, kudos to them. They figured everything out. They figured out how to get Tua to work as consistently as you need them to and develop as a passer. Um, your defense is as good as promised. And it is. I I mean, that's. I texted you and I said the, the, the one thing I took out of the game was that I thought I didn't learn anything about Miami. I literally thought the same things going in and the same things coming out, which is. You can do so many things really well, and you will execute, and you normally won't kill yourselves. You have great pass rush. You have really good up-and-coming secondary. Linebacker curves okay. Offensive-wise, your skill positions are awesome, and Tua's starting to figure some things out. Yeah. But none of those seem to just like be like mind-blowing when they played the Bills. None of it was so obviously it slapped me in the face like, yeah, dummy, wake up. Two was an elite passer. I didn't see that. I saw that he's a NFL starting quarterback. He is better than a lot of the bottom tier teams, quarterbacks. You know what I mean? I'd obviously want him instead of Davis Mills. I'd obviously want him more than Jimmy Garoppolo. But I'm not ready to say that he's up there 100% with the top tier. Right. And for that reason, it's going to be tough. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> there he is. Hey, hey boys. How did you doing? You, did you hear us say the word Tua or something? Oh, <laughs> uh, you can only hope. How did you know to tune in? Like, tune in on Tua. Uh, I will tune in for a Tua sandwich. Well, uh, we're, we're talking about which team you feel more confident in between the Eagles and the Dolphins. The which, Eagles, which one? question. Okay. Not, not even a hesitation. The Eagles are playing on, on another level right now. Uh, if there's a team, if I'm an NFL football team and you look at me and say, 
what's the one team you don't want to play right now? It's Philadelphia. Yeah. You're listen, Miami beat Buffalo. But you look at all the circumstances behind that game, not excuses, circumstances. Because they won. I'm taking my L as a Bills fan. They won that game. They very easily could have lost that game. Everything else aside, an uncharacteristic Josh uh, Josh Allen spiked throw, a dropped pick six by Matt Milano, and a dropped touchdown by Gabe Davis. Buffalo easily could have won that game. Nobody. And Jaws means nobody has been in a game with the Eagles. Even close games. Like, like there was one early, like what was it, week one? It was a little bit closer. That yeah, I think really the Lions close. lost by three points. It was like 38 35. Yeah. And that game wasn't really that close. The Lions were chasing a late comeback that you really felt they were never going to get. Right. Uh, the, the Eagles are just on a different level right now. And if I have to choose a team I don't want to play, it's them. No, I, uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I'm going to give credit to the Dolphins. They've done a really good job. I mean, this, uh, you know, the, the team last year, what it was, no chance against the Bills, right? Like it, it, we, We've seen that result on field. But this year, you know, they, they made it fun. They made it interesting. They're going to be competitive. Uh, I think a little bit more competitive than some people want to admit. But, I mean, there's no doubt that Philadelphia is like the hottest thing right now. Defensively, offensively, just sound as as can be. Jalen Hurts is having an MVP-type season. All right, everything's coming together. Kudos to Buffalo or Jamestown, more specifically, New York. Uh, yeah, you know, a hometown guy, uh, Nick Sirianni, who's got this Philadelphia team uh, right where you know, right where it needs to be. And they're there's they're you're right. I mean, they've smoked showed the last two teams, right? They Philadelphia or uh, excuse me, Minnesota, right? They 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 embarrassed like Justin Jefferson had nothing like they shut him down. And then this past week they played um oh god who was it this week Philadelphia they played oh, the oh like Washington the commanders yeah. yeah uh and then beat them up and the commanders have had a pretty good season a decent season too not bad right but the eagles got to a got to a quick lead held up held off the commanders and that was that so i wholeheartedly agree yeah, I, I do give Miami credit. I mean, they're playing well. They're a very talented team with a very, very high-powered offense. But I just watched the team of scrubs keep that offense, A, off the field, and B, statistically out of a game. So I, I, I don't think the Bills do that to the Eagles team. I, I just don't. Not the way, not the way they're playing. You can call it sour grapes if you want. It's really not. I just, I really just believe that Philly is just on another level. Yeah, I mean, I, I think many, I think there'd be some Dolphins fans they would agree to um, with that. Just, just how they've, you know, just they, they've played really, really, really good um, over these couple of weeks. I mean, Brian, I think you and I maybe, I don't know, I don't, what, do you remember what you predicted Eagles to be? I think I had them winning the NFC East. I think I did too. Okay. I think you are right. Um, so far, so good. Yeah. So far, and so I had, good. I had, for the truth there is I want to be like, yeah, Brian's a homer. No, I, I picked the Dolphins to play the Bills in the AFC Championship. Yeah. They lose, but <laughs> this I couldn't is... pick them to win. Come on. <laughs> and that's, fixed- that's where the homer comes in. <laughs> in a fiction in a fictional game come on <laughs> yeah i gotta see i don't have any of those schedules right in front of me but right now i think philadelphia is the team to beat um you want to see eagles going forward well we, we just yeah let's so let's go through both let's go through both real quick so the jaguars we just talked about them jaws and uh their resurgence but uh they are playing the eagles this week so that's a good test there then the Eagles take on the Cardinals on the road. They had the Cowboys at home, Steelers at home, which I think the Steelers own them in that head-to-head, don't they? Uh, good question. 
We're 70s guy. We're... I know. Good <laughs> story. Andrew. Yeah, where's Mr. History when you need him? <laughs> um, Eagles take on Texans and Houston, Commanders and, and Philly. Then they go to Indy. Who man. Oh, Eagles lead that series. Wow. 48, 29, and 3. Really? Damn. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That really is shocking. Um, Packers are really bad back in the day. Real bad. Yeah. Have to take the pack, take on the Packers at home eventually. I mean, it's, I mean, we can keep going, but I mean, they don't have an easy schedule, in my opinion. There's some softies in there, but you're going to have that. But I think the Giants will still play them tough. The Cowboys will still play them tough. The Saints will probably play them tough because their defense won't allow them not to be in a game, apparently. I don't know. I think the Eagles overall, they should at least be a wild card team, in my opinion. I think the Eagles will win. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the same thing. The Eagles, I think, almost not, I don't want to say easily because, again, division games are tough. But I really, I think the Eagles take that division. And I think, I don't know. We could be talking about them being in contention for the one seed. Nobody's really separating themselves right now. And I think, the, again, I really just think the Eagles are on a different level at the moment. I, I, yeah. yeah. That's a great point. I mean, yeah, you're right. The, the, the NFC is bad. I mean, we, I didn't think it was like, okay, I shouldn't say bad. Um, but you are right. Nobody has separated themselves, right? Green Bay has been uh, not the same. Uh, the Rams, not the same. Their defense is a big, big problem. San Francisco, uh, kind of hit or miss. They lost their hopeful franchise quarterback. Uh, Arizona has been weird. It's it, Dallas. I mean, the, the Cooper Rush season, but right now it's Philly's the top. Philly's the top dog. It, it, there's no debate in it, no discussing it. Philly is the top dog. NFC South is a hot mess right now, um, just completely top to bottom. Philly's top dog. Uh, if they can keep yep. it up, you know, there's a there's a potential of another Super Bowl. I mean, really, a Super Bowl appearance. I think they have the offense to beat up on some of these defenses, and I think they have the defense to beat up on a lot of these offenses. NFC offenses are bad um, right now, real bad. And I think that the Eagles have the the perfect recipe, the perfect balance to to duplicate their 2017 success. If if you had told me that I would be turning off an Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady football game because I was bored <laughs> two years ago, I'd have told you I'd have told you you were high and to pass that shit my way. Yeah. It, it, it happened this past week. I was like, this sucks. We talked this about that earlier. <laughs> you mentioned oh my that earlier. God. <laughs> so bad and the worst part jaws i think was that like we had already prepared ourselves for this we watched the packers those first two weeks coming into this week and we knew like they're not gonna be able to score on that that defense that well they're gonna be terrible they might win by scoring some touchdowns but it's not gonna be fun to watch and then the other side you look at one guy being suspended another guy not able to go you know with godwin it's just like Beasley's going to have like 10 catches for 80 yards and that'll be the highlight of the game. Yeah. He did look good by the way. I, listen, he, he really did. His talent was, his talent was never a question. It was yeah. one of those things where they look, you're, you're not going to keep him and McKenzie. And I think they looked at him and said, uh, the, like if him, him and his beliefs and everything else last year, Believe what you want to believe, do what you want to do. He was the only one, but he was the only one spouting off on Twitter, and that just didn't seem like a fit here. Yeah, you know, you go to Tampa, hang out with Tom Brady, drink some avocado tequila, and eh, who knows? You're good to go. You're good to go. Well, uh, you want to hear about the Dolphins real quick before we close up? Oh, yes, let's do that. Yep. So they get the Bengals this week. So both real good tests for both Philly and uh, the Dolphins for this week. Uh, but then super soft. So they get the Jets on the road, uh, Vikings at home, Steelers at home, Lions on the road, Bears on the road, uh, Browns at home. I don't think that's quite – I do my math. Nope, that's still not – no touchy-touchy guy coming back. Uh, Texans <laughs> – <Dol> <laughs> 
<laughs> Texans come to town. Uh, Niners on the road, but they're not very scary. Like, dude, they're going to rack up wins, the Dolphins. And I still may watch some of those games and go, eh. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll probably still watch them and go, God damn, that defense is good. Those receivers are elite. Yeah. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be pretty, but, you know, you don't have to be pretty, but winning is, is a win. Right. Like, I can respect it as a Bills fan. You know, McDermott taking that roster to a playoff game was literally a miracle. Yes, it took a miracle to get in, but it, it's in itself was a miracle to get to nine and seven. For sure. Um, Jaws, you going to give any closing thoughts about anything throughout week three or looking at a week four as we're about to close up? So uh, just to piggyback on that, uh, hot hot take, bold claim, if you will, uh, you know, channeling my inner co-host from Hats. Bengals Bengals beat the Dolphins this week. Okay. And and I think the Browns beat them too. Mm. That's just yeah. I mean that the two-headed monster in that backfield. And I mean, somehow, somehow that team is two and one right now. Should be three and zero. Oh. Should be and three and zero. Oh. They should be. They should be three and zero. Oh. That two-headed monster in that backfield, I think, with that just bulldozer offensive line that still doesn't look great, great, but is okay. I think they do just fine, and I think you're going to start to see the Bengals shaking some cobwebs out and figuring some things out, and. I mean, we've seen what an offense can do to that Miami defense. I would by no means call Miami's defense elite. They played really well this week. Don't get me wrong. But where are they playing? Do you, are, are they in Miami this week or are they in uh, Cincy? They are in Cincy. Okay, so you're not going to hit. You're, you're not going to. Yeah, so you're coming off a dogfight with Buffalo on a hot day, and you're not going to have the other team's top talent platooning off the field every other play. It's going to be a tough one. Bengals take this week, and I think the Browns have enough with that ground and pound and can get after, you know, kind of the same thing they were talking about, how the Bills could have success getting after the quarterback just with their front. I I think that could be two tough tests, but you're right. They are going to rack up wins. They're going to be – they're right now they're playing catch us if you can with Buffalo. As far as the standings go, yeah, and they they have a soft enough schedule that it's going to come down to that you know barring Buffalo tripping again, it's going to come down to that that game in Buffalo in December, and I, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be I think there's going to be a lot of bad blood in that game. I think there's going to be a lot of aggression in that game. We saw a little a little of it this week, and now. You know, you just pissed off a bunch of dudes that think that they are the team to beat. And, I mean, I've seen some power rankings come out already. The Dolphins, if people are picking them number one overall in the power ranking, it's because it's they're 3-0. and But Buffalo's right behind them still. Literally, yeah. Buffalo, on some people, dropped from one to two. And on other teams, Buffalo didn't drop. Other people put out power rankings where Buffalo is still number one. So, you just pissed off a team. And now there's videos circulating of, you know, cheap shots and dirty plays and, you know, Wilkins trying to kick Josh in the nuts. And oh, I, didn't I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a dog fight in December. Uh, as far as the rest of the league goes. Okay. I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent. I'm actually writing an article right now for it that I'm going to post on, uh, on hats, but Bill's mafia be better. Just be better. We lost. You can sit there and you can say, oh, well, these guys were out and this happened and that happened. Guess what? We played them last year and Tua was out. And we said, not an excuse. We're still better than you. Well, guess what? Half our roster being out, not an excuse. We had the game won. We didn't do it. At some point, your playmakers got to make plays. My well-paid outside linebacker dropping an easy pick six ices that game. My number two dropping a touchdown in his hand. No, that is not a catch. Stop saying it should have been reviewed. Stop saying it would have been overturned. It wouldn't have been. We understand the concept of completing the process of the catch. Two hands, two feet, and the ball getting stripped is not completing the process of a catch. Knock it the fuck off. Stop acting like a bunch of wimpy kitty baby whiners. Give your balls a tug. Take your head out of your ass and figure out that we got to win fucking football games. 
Also, the fact that Miami built their stadium the way they did is dirty as shit, but I kind of love it. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's the type of petty that I would be if I was building a stadium. That's How okay. is my team? The what can I do? They have a tunnel leading right to the visitor's sideline that channels all the wind. So there's just this constant stream of a hurricane in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Put a big, put a big wind funnel with misters inside of it. So they're <laughs> just like, we're, we're covered and find ways to get residual heat from the heated club level and no precipitation, no snow, no rain, no wind. And just have a, a wind funnel blowing on the other sideline with misters on the inside and off. Oh, listen, the misters are there for when it's hot. We're trying to cool people off when it's, you know, early season when it gets a little toasty out here. We can't help that it's detrimental in our brutal winters in Buffalo. I love it. I love that level of petty. And I, I, at some point, at some point, this is on the players, right? This is on the players and on the coaches. A coach can lead a, a, a player to water. He can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Allegedly, they were harping on hydration. They knew it was going to be hot. They knew how the how the field was built, and we still had dudes going down like crazy, like I've never seen before. I've never seen the stadium being built and the heat on the field being this much of an issue. Which raises the question: What are we doing? Is are we not? Did we not harp on it, or did was it a thing that people were just like, "I'm good," and they didn't do it? I don't know, but figure it out. And Bill's Mafia needs to stop crying about it. And I'm a member. Fuck. Give your balls a tug, bunch of dead fuckers. United Dad, I'm sorry. No, that's cool. We'll leave it out. We'll leave it out. Oh, yeah, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I, you know what I mean? Just everything's staying in. Everything goes. Um, <laughs> excellent. John, is there anything else you wanted to comment on, on buddy? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I just. I needed to get that off my chest. I've been keeping my, been holding my tongue and my fingers in check. All right. Do you feel better? I'm using it to, to, to fuel a new article series on that. So, good. Eh, good How's time. your dad doing? He's good. He got, he's home. So good. he, everything, the scans came back good. His blood work came back clean and, you know, all is well. So Good to hear, man. Good to hear. Thoughts are with you, Papa like- Jazz. Good recovery. Um, yeah. And that is a wrap for this week's episode, everybody. Glad we got a little jazz in there at the very end. We should have him back and ready to go for next week. Thank you so much. And on behalf of jazz, Brian and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good.